This is Christina's Room Podcast, your mindset booster for the new era. Hello, hello, amazing people from all over the world. Welcome to my channel. Christina Imre, your hostess here, mindset expert, leadership development coach, and business strategist. I was talking lately a lot through my LinkedIn network about leadership and management. Who should lead? Who should manage? What's the difference? Why not everyone is to be made as a leader or why everyone should be a leader? And so after many debates on the topic, I created uh, content on this and I hope you will enjoy what I think about this and how I see and I also experience from the field from my own practice, these things and this topic about leadership. And my personal view is definitely that not everyone should be a leader in the common sense of leadership. And you will find out why and my point and stand of view about this topic. Let's start with leadership is a skill. Some have innate abilities for leadership. Some pursue leadership development through their lifetime. The second part, the development part, is a requirement for all categories. Because any gift you may have will get you as far as your constant effort to improve that skill, right? That is why even in sports, a very talented athlete is easily overtaken by a hustler who just never gives up to improve and counterbalance his her weaknesses. So this is a no-brainer when it comes to abilities and skills. You may be born with some predisposition, but that is just part of the success, like with the growth mindset or fixed mindset. When you have the growth mindset, you will be always inclined to grow and develop more and know more and become more literate and a deep thinker or practitioner in that field. In leadership, the same thing applies. You are not born with strong people skills, for example, which are crucial in leadership. You can have some tendency, but to have strong people skills, you need to gather and study a ton of data and after that, put it into practice. Those are constantly developed. I mean, those little parts which constitute the strong people skills. Empathy is constantly developed, same with communication. But besides all, you need to want to be a leader. And this is something that's so many times missed from corporations and even small businesses that is just unbelievable. And here it comes the debate. One of my contacts from LinkedIn stated that everyone should aim to be a leader in an organization and that it's advisable to do so. I tend to disagree based on what I said and what I will say in the following, because my experience from the field illustrates a different picture. To increase the intrigue a little bit, I will approach my arguments from a surprising angle. There is a significant number of people in the autism spectrum today. Did you know that? The most obvious denominator between all the categories many times undiagnosed is the poor people's skills feature. They are not well equipped with that. Even more so, many autistic people, borderline or not, are reluctant or even afraid of other people. They don't like the constant change that comes with living with other humans. 
they are safe when things are stable. You can move a chair in the kitchen or in the boardroom and it's like you move them to a new house or company. Imagine what an autistic person must feel when things shift in their company and they didn't receive a previous notice of one, two weeks to get comfortable with the change, with the idea. Their leaders had no idea what a disaster they created for those folks. And now, imagine them involved in frequent human interaction duties. For them, dealing with the uncertainty that comes from relationships and open communication is a heavy burden almost impossible to cope with. And even though it's hard to admit, in today's world we have an increasing number of autistic people with different stages of disabilities. Functional ones, many. But they have their gifts as well. And that gift can be exactly what your business needs to thrive. In Silicon Valley, where we have the tech kingdom, we have a concentration ratio of pattern thinkers from the borderline autism spectrum. And if we take Temper Grandin, the most amazing autism spokesperson from my point of view, she says that 50% of Silicon Valley has this. Imagine that 50%. It's absolutely a stunning thought. Just think Steve Jobs, except he was on the visual thinker side. That's why the Mac products needed to be beautiful with curves and nice fonts. The patent thinkers, on the other hand, are amazing with math and software. It's easy to put the two together. The most amazing tech guys, those introverts, not all introverts, with the worst people skills could be autistic. Now everything's good, but they shouldn't be seated in a leadership position. Lead means action with future orientation and involves people. Manage, on the other hand, includes systems, structures, need to be done today and may not include people. In case my association between autism and introverts upset you, let me clarify. Introverts are not excluded from leadership. There are different types of introverts, actually. Those from the autistic spectrum or the sociopathic spectrum are definitely not good in leadership. We also have a third category of introverts, those who feel comfortable to take the corner seat, are shyer and just prefer to be part of a group without leading. To be shy is not equivalent to an introvert, although in many cases you can observe both features. But there is a special kind of introvert, who, by the way, are very equipped with empathy, who genuinely love people and want to make great things in their lives. Only that the communication style is through introspection and after a lot of consideration. This way, they pour an immense sense of trust in them. People are attracted to their uniqueness while respecting their silence. Such introverts do a trade with themselves to develop some necessary extroverted skills in order to lead, or even sell, or become public speakers. It's some sort of an alter ego. But because of their thoughtful approach, care and consideration, what they decide is mainly fair and seen as such. So their people love to be led by them. Now back to our topic and continuing the flow of the recent video I posted and you can find it on LinkedIn or in the description, you will find the link. You can be a good manager, aka managing technical tasks, 
but that won't make you a good leader and so innate talent and abilities should play a role when choosing from a 50% pattern thinkers pool to interact with people. This is a warning for all the tech companies out there. And the same applies to engineers too. The data doesn't favor good leadership decision making in these categories. Let's just define the three different ways where the autism spectrum includes one, the visual thinkers who are thinking in pictures, have amazing visual memory, are very good for concept formation, but bad at algebra. Two, are the pattern thinkers, great with numbers, software, music, but are bad with reading and writing and many times they start late when it comes to writing or read or speaking even. And we have the third category, the verbal thinkers who are good with writing, speaking and memorizing data, but they are poor with visual. The thinking patterns apply to the rest of us as well. It's good to know what kind of thinker you are in order to find the best career for yourself. For example, in my case, I'm a visual thinker with a lot of verbal thinker patterns. So it's a mix, but I am not good in pattern thinking. So I'm not very good at math and also software. And now that we pointed out the vast majority of people who shouldn't be placed in readership roles, we can continue. Other people, not on the autism spectrum, are amazing practitioners and followers. Once you place them to lead, they get unhappy. Not everyone wants to lead, even if they say they do. And here is the danger. Social conditioning is a very powerful gun in today's society. Same with entrepreneurship. Once the term entrepreneur got sexy, many employee types went to conquer the world without realizing that in practice entrepreneurship has nothing to do with them. And even if the company goes well, they are still miserable. During my years of training with companies, I noticed multiple mismatches. People rewarded with leadership roles instead of finding more suited incentives for them based on merit but also natural inclination. Something that makes them happy. You can see the signs from the appointment moment. People made to lead when they receive such a role are so excited that you can almost see them jumping out their bodies. Is the role they desired? Others, instead of excitement, show obvious anxiety signs, even though the outside anxiety and excitement sometimes look very similar. But your neurochemistry is way different. Then another category is the confused one. In theory, they are flattened they receive a leadership role, but very soon the people, skill, flaws appear. Okay, let's say they are just not trained. Fair enough. So let's train them. But you know what happens? They start to learn those skills, but you see there is no real commitment. The level of empathy required in good leadership is lacking. You can just feel it. And the results will show their people are also disconnected. They are not approachable enough and not qualified to build a functional culture in a group. Because deep inside, they are one or more of this. Terrified, miserable, unhappy, revengeful, and envious. 
because they left something they enjoyed more and now they can see others enjoying their work while they are feeling trapped. A great employee, team worker, but not a leader. That type of responsibility is just not for them. And why should we force this for all? And my examples from the field are multiple. For example, I had the chance to work with smaller companies where I was able to know all the employees as a coach, not just as a trainer. I discovered their entire inner universe, things that not even their family knew. In those sessions, I saw the real impact of role mismatch at work. To be frank, in a standard company, most of the employees could be utilized 10 times better than they are. Presumptions about their roles and what they should do or where to be promoted without an open, transparent culture where communication is encouraged. These companies have no idea about the true potential of their workers. It's common practice. I truly believe that most of the companies underperform based on this. Although we should all lead our lives and have a leading role in our family and surroundings, when it comes to organizations, you don't want to play that card. It's very risky. There are amazing practitioner followers who should be left as is to keep a good balance and happiness level. In my view, there is nothing that can beat a company having the right people in the right roles. Now, when it comes to manager roles, things are different. Managing people is not the same as leading people, although many acts as it is. Well, it's not. Different structural and physiological changes are happening during leadership activities and managing others. Your brain is constantly changing. And so, without a direction and focus, you'll get average results. The same happens when you want to solve creative tasks while being in a manager mindset. Your creatives will be mediocre at best. Or when you want to be a good technician but wired to a leader or manager mindset, you will be an awful technician. Mastery comes from artistry and creating a meaningful life with worthy accomplishments, worth the effort. Wanting to excel in all fields is a possible mission if done correctly. And says someone who juggles between completely different tasks all the time without losing quality. From a mindset point of view, your role needs to match the mindset you are in. I also prepared a video on this topic so you can find that also on my YouTube channel. Feel free to watch it and see what happens if you apply the steps I mentioned there. And so I combined the two, the leading roles, the managing roles, and then after you know what kind of role you want to play next and what's the best role for the situation, use the mindset technique, focusing beforehand on the role that is the most suited for your mindset, enter in that role, and then you will perform a lot better than before. But coming back to the main topic, just understand that it's more important to know to notice, to evaluate, to really learn about people and match them with their right roles. Not everyone is made to be a leader. Not everyone is made to be a manager. Not everyone is made to be a follower. We should just take them as they are, not just worship one over the other and have a respect for all the roles because only this way we can function as a true complex society having the best outcomes for all of us. Subscribe to Christina's podcast and stay connected through her social media channels too.